Welcome to the Liberal Europe Podcast, European Liberal Forum Project. I'm your host, Ricardo Silvestre. And today we have a special episode, as we will focus in one of the more interesting facets of being a member of the EU, and that is the possibility of running and being elected for public office anywhere inside the Union. For that, I have today on the pod Jorge González. He's a Spaniard, former language professor, and now a city councillor in the city of Timisoara in Romania, that also has a German mayor. And I'm also happy to welcome back Carmen Decan. Carmen was our guest on episode 31 about EU citizenship, and she will be co-hosting with me today. We talk about the path that Jorge took to get to this point in his life, and what can we learn from his experience if he want to run into public office anywhere inside the European Union. And after our conversation, I'll be back to tell you about some of the events organized by ELF for this end of month of November and beginning of month of December. I'm here with Carmen Decan and we are with Jorge González. Jorge, thank you so much for coming to the podcast. Thank you to you too. Oh, it's great to have you here. And Carmen, please take it away. Introduce Jorge to our listeners. Yes, thanks a lot for this very smooth introduction, Ricardo. It's a pleasure being here with you. And we also have a third person joining this conversation. Our idea was to have a little talk about EU citizenship because... As our listeners might recall, there is an EU law allowing EU nationals to stand for and vote in European and local elections in other European countries. If you want to look it up in the treaties, it's Article 22, Treaty on the Function of the European Union. This sounds quite dry. So our idea was to have someone, a practitioner, actually, in this podcast. So this brings you here, Jorge. Could you briefly present yourself to start off? Who are you? What is your background? And what are, what are you doing in the living? I studied um, Spanish uh, philology in, uh, in Madrid. And then I, uh, I was looking for a, for a job. I was uh, teaching Spanish as a foreign language in, uh, in Japan for one hour and a half. And then I, uh, I received the chance to go to Romania to teach Spanish here in the, the university in Timisoara. I like the, the place. This uh, city is very, very nice, full with parks and uh, the, the people were very friendly. And um, in the meanwhile, I, I saw that uh, there, there were a lot of things that, to change in this uh, in this country and is the in the cities so that is why uh three years ago i decided to to try to enter politics and i i was lucky enough to start to be a um, counselor in um in timisoara quite interesting so you're act actually a spanish citizen you lead it or you were directing a Spanish language school in Timisoara for, for a couple of years. And now, or actually last year, you made it into the city council, although you're not Romanian. This is indeed allowed by EU law. I'm really excited to hear more about it. I was wondering what made you take up this challenge with USR Plus, because this is the, the political party, the Romanian liberals you were running for. Maybe you could also tell us a little bit about the challenges that you encounter. How did you manage them or your team? Yes, it was really smooth. The idea is that I was teaching in the university first in the Timisoara. I was uh, three years in uh, Cluj, another uh, 
another city in uh, Romania. And then I, I was teaching in the high school for uh, seven years. And I I saw a lot of problems in the in the education system and in the city. And the, the city was developed too slowly for a European country. And in the meanwhile, well, a, a friend of mine contacted me with uh, Dominique Fritz. He yes. told me that uh, he was decided to to try be the mayor in uh, Timisoara, and I and I thought it was a, a great idea. I, I told him that I could uh, help uh, with all my uh, power, and uh, and we started this adventure because it was something like an adventure, and it was very most because through him I uh, I met the people with uh, this uh, part. What now is uh, Usere Plus? USR uh, Plus. And then uh, the people there were very enthusiastic, uh, willing to, to work, to, to have this go. All this energy, we, we, it was very easy to, to get this go. Dominique to be to pay mayor in Timisoara. Jorge, I was very interested in something you said, and that is that you are paying attention to something that is very close to you, which is the educational system. But do you think for other people listening to the podcast, there are, you know, triggers, key targets of attention that you can share from your experience or other things that could motivate people to do exactly what you did? Yes, because now that I am a counselor, I can see a lot of people want to do something to, uh, to change this city and to change the education system. A lot of people criticizing the problems, uh, but but... They, they don't have the power to do this. Now that I am a counselor and I'm in the Dominique's uh, team, I can see that uh, we can change things. We can uh, prepare uh, laws, for example, local laws to change some things that are very good for the, for the city and mm -hmm. for, the, for the schools in this city, for example. That's a very good point. I was actually going to ask you about some recent examples that you introduced in the city council, either in the area of education that you are responsible for or in other areas, because let's speak about the result that uh, USR Plus received in the elections last year. You now hold 13, 13 out of 26 seats in the city council. So you do have a quite powerful situation. What are your, your current projects and what do you foresee for the future for Timisoara? This is a little complicated. Dominique won the, the elections. The city was in a very, very difficult, very bad situation with a lot of problems. We had before energy problems. And uh, uh, you know that uh, we, we have now a very, very difficult uh, energetic uh, crisis in all the Europe with the electricity and with the gas, the, the prices. Indeed. And um, for example, the city was very, very dirty. The city council, uh, the the system, the people who were uh, working for the for the mayor were not very prepared and willing to change uh, things. So it's very difficult to change these these things. And uh, we are uh, we are many councillors, but every of of us is working in, a, in in his way, and I help in them with other uh, subjects but i want to to concentrate in the in the schools and uh, for example uh, it is very difficult here i, I will give a, a very concrete example we have very 
many problems with, with the recycle. People from Romania are not very used to throw the rubbish in the in the in the place they have to throw it, to select it. And I want to uh, well, I have some projects for these years, and one of uh, one of them is uh, for this to promote this uh, idea in the schools, because we think that uh, if we teach the children to uh, to select the the rabbits, they will go with these habits to their houses, and the parents will uh, learn from uh, from them. It will be easier for the moment. We we. Um, we have a very, very big problem with this. I think that only uh, 10 or 15 percent of the rabies is uh, recycled in um, in Romania. So it's a, a very, a very uh, important point for uh, for us. And indeed, a huge challenge, as you indicated. And I also see, to some extent, your path as a teacher shining through. You educate the the children, the pupils, and then they teach it to their parents. That's that's mm -hmm. very interesting. I see spell over. And I would like to move on to the topic of our podcast, EU citizenship, and precisely the fact that EU nationals run for political posts in in other EU member states. I would like to go back to the fact that you're not a Romanian, you have lived in Romania many years indeed, but you do also politics with Dominic Fritz, who you haven't said it yet, but he's a German national and he is the mayor of Timisoara. So mm -hmm. Romania's third largest city has a German mayor running mm -hmm. on EU citizenship uh, law for local politics, another Spanish citizen in the city council. I was wondering, there's a third person actually, uh, Clotilde Armand, being mm -hmm. the mayor of Bucharest, so the yes. capital of Romania. I was wondering if either Timisoara provides a very unique fertile ground for active EU citizenship, so for foreigners running for local politics, or is it the party maybe? What is your impression? And I have several impressions. First of all, uh, Timisoara is a very good place uh, for the European citizens to come to try to change the, the future. Because in the past, uh, Timisoara was, was a very cosmopolitan city. There were four communities from uh, Yugoslavia, Serbia, from uh, Germany, from Hungary and from uh, Romania. And it was uh, more or less the same quantity of people of these uh, nationalities. So a lot of people uh, spoke uh, the other languages, the Romanian, the Hungarian language, and things like like this. So it's a, a very good city from this point of view. But I think that the, the main uh, point is that you, you can come from another country, but if you are uh, integrated in the, in the country, and you show this is the more important thing, and uh, it, it has to do with the plus with the uh, with the party. If you show that you you are very implicated, you really want to change uh, things because in the the people in Romania are very um, very angry because in 30 years from the revolution, from the when the communists went from uh, Romania, things changed very slowly, and. That's why uh, we came with this idea. We want uh, to change things, and we did. We do it. We don't have any other uh, any other uh, um, aim, just to change the city for the citizens, and they feel it. And it's something like when you have a teacher, 
you think that the teacher is very good when you feel that the teacher wants the best things uh, for you. I know this like like a teacher when the pupils uh, feel that you want uh, them to to be better than they are. They they are uh, so enthusiastic uh, as you with them. And I think this is the feeling in uh, this was the feeling in the campaign. Totally. And this is actually a very nice metaphor of uh, or very nice parallel between the pupils and the citizens of Timisoara that you're working for. And yeah, just as you said, activism in contrast to apathy is what counts your personal engagement and also maybe the fact that Timisoara is a melting pot of cultures. You once said, I, I was surprised myself, you once said in an, in an interview that Timisoara has an extraordinary ge geographical location. If we travel 500 kilometers or mm -hmm. one hour by plane, one day by car, we can reach 14 different countries with 14 different cultures. I wasn't mm -hmm. aware of that. That's impressive. Yep, <laughs> that's it. Yes. So th this is also a huge, a huge burden maybe, or a huge challenge that you're taking up. Would you be able to share some keys to success for your nationals, for people that are like you, like me, uh, far away from home, but that would like to become active or that are already active in local politics. How can we make it happen? As I told you before, Dominique was, was not for so long time in uh, Timisoara as me, but he made friends in Timisoara. He want to uh, to show the the people in Timisoara he has an idea i i would like to tell you uh, uh, another uh, thing dominique is from uh, germany i'm from spain and i we have seen things in uh, our countries good things and bad things when we come to timisoara and to romania um we see that some of the good things from spain and uh, germany are not implemented in Timisoara and in Romania. And you speak with other people that we we can uh, make these things happen in uh, in Timisoara. Something that that the people uh, are interested in uh, in doing. I think I think that's that's the point. If you convince the people that uh, you don't come here just to win the election or something like this, that you want to implement the things the goods for your for your country, I think that you have a good point there. So you need to show that you're one of them and not someone just who would like to take over local politics. This is a, f a fascinating point, uh, Jorge, and I want to stay here for a little more because did you encounter skepticism? So when people think of you and think about your activism and, you know, your solutions for good governance, your experiences of teacher that you have something to give to alter the system for good, was it skepticism? And if it was, how did you dealt with it on a one-for-one -one basis? So apart from what you just said, which is really important, you have to show that you're there for work and not for self-promotion. But on dealing with people, did you have some message? Did you have some narrative that you wanted to tell people? How, how did that work? Yes, that's why uh, I, I, will, uh, I will go back to my uh, background. When I started to teach, in the university, students were not very enthusiastic with uh, with me at the beginning. And uh, when I entered the high school, uh, this uh, skepticism was more than that because uh, when you go to school in uh, in Timisoara, the 
normally the students, the pupils are very bored. They think that they have to go to the school just because uh, they have to, they have to to have a degree or something like that. So it, it took me more or less two years, one year and a half, more or less, to convince the pupils that teaching experience and the educating, the learning experience could be something like an adventure, something interesting. And to do this, you have to start with the small things and uh, to see the results. That's why, as a counselor, I want to do, to do the same. I want to, do, to go to the schools, to do small things at the beginning, to show the people that we have results, then it could be, as this is a very important point, that it could be exciting to do things for your city. For example, I was speaking about the Revavis. There are all other things like, uh, the, uh, for example, in the school is not very used to to drink water from, from the tap, tap water. They buy a lot of plastic bottles and this is a real problem in Timisoara. And if we, we can't implicate the, the people and they feel that it's, it could be something exciting and even funny to help in the in the city, it will be very good. My, our, my classes are all, all the time very, very funny and very, very interested. I work a lot for it and I would like to do the same as a counselor. Jorge, I was wondering, with all this involvement in the Timisoara City Council, do you still have teaching assignments or do you put the language school aside for the benefit of your political involvement right now? How does it go? I found a person who uh, wanted to take care of the language school. The time I will be a counselor. I will be a counselor until uh, uh, 2024. And uh, in this time, uh, he will take care of this. I uh, I decided to not to teach uh, this uh, just because I want to go to, to many schools and uh, to to develop a lot of uh, projects. And I want to to have the the freedom to be very flexible, so I can go to many schools and to do very many things. In a, if if you have to teach, you are. Uh, you 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 don't have so much time because you have to prepare the classes and you you have a very rigid timetable so i decided to uh, another person is taking uh, care of the of the language school and uh, i i'm not teaching well i was teaching in a in a school a bilingual uh, spanish school in timisoara it's bilingual with french italian and spanish is the calderon mm -hmm. High schools, one of the, the main I, I used for my projects, but I'm not teaching because I uh, I prefer to teach many other people, more more pupils. Jorge, as we starting to getting to the end of our time together, and this is great, and I'm going to ask you if you would please come back to the podcast in the future to keep telling us how things are moving along and how can you articulate that love of teaching with the love of governing. But one last question from, from me, and that is, Carmen did a tremendous job explaining then how can Europeans run on local elections? There's uh, the Article 22 that assures that. But in your opinion of someone that actually do it, what would be words of motivation for other Europeans listening to this and thinking to, to themselves, I can make a difference in the place where I live? I can also run for office. I can be of assistance to my fellow Europeans, even if they're not from the same country as I am. I'm here. I'm their guest. So can you just 
give us like a boilerplate vision of this for other people listening to us. Mm -hmm. Of course, it would be my pleasure. Well, I think that main problem in Europe in the past was the nationalism. So a country thought that their country is perfect. They don't want to change it. And uh, they are different from the other countries and they are better than uh, other countries. I think that uh, from the Second World War, when uh, Europe uh, understood definitely that if uh, we we help each other with the, our differences, it will be better for Europe. And that's why the European Union uh, started. I think that this is very important because, you know, after the Second World War, half of Europe went in the communist uh, part and the other part and uh, Spanish Spain is a part of this uh, where, uh, for example, Spain and uh, Portugal and you know it, where we with a dictatorship mm -hmm. and uh, the background, the culture, not only the culture, but the history in these countries is very, very different. So I uh, think that very helpful for the people to to learn from the the things you know from uh, another uh, countries, not just like visitor. Well, I can, uh, for example, I I have seen. Well, I have traveled all around uh, Europe, and I have seen things in uh, Denmark, in Germany, in uh, Norway that could be used in in another uh, city, and I. I have lived a lot of time in Spain, of course, and I have seen things uh, there that can uh, be uh, used in Romania. And I think that it's it is very important for the for the people from northern country countries speak up to say very clear that you can contribute with the, the these things. I know that, uh, for example, when I when I came here in uh, in Timisoara, it was uh, a little after the the revolution. And I, I could see that they, they have uh, a very limited uh, idea about Europe, about the world, about the, the things around them. And, um, and it, is, it is very useful if somebody from another country come and say, let's try this because uh, we did this before and it was very, very good. So I think it's very, very important because if not, it's, it will be like, you know, uh, Japan was a very close country until 19th century. And it was uh, the, the develop, development in uh, Japan came after they opened to the world. So I, I think it's, 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 uh, it's very important uh, for the people from other countries to, to contribute with enter local politics, the national politics, the, with another ideas, because it, it will, they will be very useful for them. Jorge, this was actually a wonderful platform for a united Europe. I couldn't have said it better. And this was a perfect wrap up also to remind us that cross-border cooperation and mutual learning from each other is so important. There are best practices that have been tried in some countries. And what is essential is that, that we get active. So EU citizenship is precisely about this. Jorge. Thanks a lot for sharing your experiences, your very personal story also from being a teacher to becoming a local politician with us today. It was a pleasure having you on the pod. And with this, I would like to hand over to Ricardo. Thank you, Carmen. Jorge, tell 
us how can people follow your work are you online do you have do, are you in, a, in any platform in particular where people can follow you yes i have a, a facebook page well i have a my language school have a, a, a website and um on a facebook page but uh, as as a counselor well we um, I have uh, my personal Facebook page and then an, an official uh, Facebook page. And I, for the moment, I'm posting then uh, all the things that have to do with the culture and the education in Timisoara. But in the near future, I will uh, post uh, all the things that are evolving, developed in, uh, in Timisoara. So about the water, about the recycled uh, rubbish and uh, all the things we want to, to do. I'm going to put the links of both Facebook page of the council and your personal Facebook and also other things that you may be interested in sharing with our listeners. Carmen also going to challenge you to give me some information to add about how then uh, Europeans can run on local elections. We've been talking with Jorge Gonçalves. Jorge, this was fantastic. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast. Thank you, Judo Yuto. I'm back. Just a reminder that you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And if you feel like it, give us a five-star review. In that way, you can help us spread even more liberal values and ideas. And now for some of the events organized by ELF for this end of November, beginning of December. On the 30th of November, starting at 6 p.m. Central Eastern Time, we have the launch event and discussion panel of the book from Paul Fridges. That was actually the focus on our last pod in Ukraine adrift. This will happen at the Leopold Hotel in Brussels. Moving now to the 1st of December, we have the Liberal White Book Roadshow, European Strategic Role and the EU Global Role. This will happen at the Le République En Marche headquarters in Paris, and discussion will focus on strategic autonomy and defense capabilities of the EU. The panel of speakers for this event, it's an all-star panel, and I would like to highlight the presence of the president of ELF, Hilde Wutmans and other MEPs, but also some members of ELF Secretariat. You can know all about this events going to liberalforum.eu forward slash events. And this is all for now. I'll be back soon with more podcasts. Until then, let's keep making the world a better place. The Liberal Europe podcast, it's organized by the European Liberal Forum with the support of Movimento Liberal Social in Portugal. This podcast is co-founded by the European Parliament, and the European Parliament is not responsible for the contents of this podcast or any use that may be made of it. The views expressed on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the European Parliament and or the European Liberal Forum. <laughs>